Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Give me mess and questions with no answers and long days spent doing absolutely nothing but cuddling under a blanket with the perfect roast of coffee to drink. Fuck perfection. Fuck professionalism. Fuck the thin veneer meant to mask worlds of hurt and derision. Give me the truth. Give me your pain and your vulnerable bits. Give me those pieces to hold together and love as you fall swiftly apart. Fuck lying of all kinds, both to yourself and to those around you. Fuck holding it together and keeping calm. Give me the tears, the unborn bits, the dreams that will not die no matter how many times you have tied them in a bag full of rocks and thrown them into the lake to drown. Let's start there, love. Let's start with what's keeping you alive, or at least what refuses to die, and bring it into clear focus. It's time to let your deepest wants, needs, and desires come to light. It's time to let them feed you. Those dreams that will not die, no matter how many times you've tied them in a bag full of rocks and thrown them into the lake to drown, those mean something. Pay attention. Those are your baby birds. They aren't strong creatures, vital and alive and impervious to the world's many forms of weather. They are delicate, tiny, their skin is translucent, and their wings are no more effective than taping paper to your own shoulders and praying to fly. They can be crushed easily, and yet they chirp at you in your dreams, in the shower, at the stoplight, putting on your socks, before you go to sleep, when you see her by clockwork, every day at 3 p.m. What is it you have tried to squash over and over again? Which tenacious little baby bird is dying to come into the world through you and your work? I want to write a book. I want to draw. I want to photograph women. I want to create a space where people can gather. I want to open a restaurant, a studio, a gift shop, a massage parlor, a strip club. The specifics are yours. I cannot create a baby bird mad lib for you to fill out, then pat you on the ass and send you on your merry way. I'm only asking you to dredge your own personal swamps for the bags you've tried to abandon, the dreams that will not die. Listen for the soft chirps of a baby bird, then lean in and write down what it says. I want to. Go on and say it out loud. I want to. And there's actually a fucking baby bird outside chirping. That is some ridiculous timing. I hope you can hear it. <laughs> a few notes on the care and keeping of these baby bird creatures. 
Baby birds are rarely income based. I want to make a million dollars by fill in the blank is not how a baby bird starts. They come to fruition as a nagging feeling, a repetitive activity, an unrelenting vision, a childhood ache that won't be quelled any other way, a compulsive desire, an invitation to take action regardless of finances. You only have to know the next step. One, you'll know two if you're lucky, but often you won't. Just as baby birds have to be pushed out of the nest, step one, and then fly, step two, you'll be asked to step forward and leave the nest that is your current life. Baby birds can grow and change over time, often quite quickly and just when you think you've figured them out. Fighting what's happening doesn't work, so do your best to enjoy the ride. Circumstances change, dreams shift, ideas come to light, inspiration strikes, collaboration happens. Your baby birds are capable of transforming dramatically as they grow. Be incredibly selective about who you share your baby bird with. They're delicate, remember? Do not tell your nasty in-law, your snarky friend, or even your partner if he or she is one to poo-poo your ideas. Guard your baby bird as you would a dear friend's newborn child by keeping it near you at all times. This guarding of your baby bird also keeps it from becoming someone else's version of your dream. Oh, you think it would be better in blue? Change. You would triple that and nix that? Change. You think it's too much? Change. The most dangerous thing you can do with a baby bird is share it with the wrong person. Until you've reared it for long enough to give it form, structure, and substance, hold it close. Ask other people about their baby birds in the meantime. You'll note a pattern. You'll say, of course you can do that when you hear your friends or coworkers or first cousins admit their dreams out loud. It's only your dreams that you hate on or snark about or doubt until two in the morning. Note that pattern, your brain is still an asshole. And I am here to help you bring your baby birds to light. That opening poem that I read uh, was deemed too much to go on the front page of my website where I wanted it, so I had to find a use for it. And then, when you've got your baby bird sort of thought of, and when it comes out of your throat that first time, and you kind of want to die, and you go, shit, 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 thank you, is somehow some sort of mostly how people feel toward me. If you're feeling a little bit of shit, 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 thank you, then you begin to do the work. And that is where calling to the deep comes in. I know that you've gone and looked at the page and I know that you're like, I can't, but you can. There are ways that it will change you and your business that you cannot possibly imagine, most of them for the better. Some of them not for the better. Sometimes you'll piss people off because you give up or change and they won't want you to grow because some people don't, but mostly for the better. And you can do that at brandcampblog.com deep and join us. And if you're all like, no, 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 like my business, my business, Kristen, I can't, I can't even. I just want to talk for a second about business planning and fitting things in and time and making time. There are 3,000 free business plan guides you can download from the Googles and 74 bajillion search results for business planning on the web. But let's keep it simple and let me tell you about my grocery shopping. And oh my God, Hermione's so excited. Hold on. There's this point when I leave Trader Joe's, the cart's unloaded, the car trunk is full, and I am angry every single time because I have just spent $122.34 on things I need, like practical, everyday items. Avocados, bananas, that cheeseless pizza with the balsamic sauce and the veggies, 
I have just paid $122.34 to survive without thrills, sparkly additions, or impractical purchases, or that banana bread mix that I really wanted to buy. <laughs> I've just paid $122 for the bare minimum. Ugh. Planning for the bare minimum is a killjoy. It occurred to me while planning for the coming year that planning for the bare minimum wasn't going so well. I was running numbers and getting exactly 0% excited. Launch this, push that, write this, hustle that. I'm planning to pay the electric bill and the rent, feed the Hermione and heat the house, but that's the no frills, totally practical, just existing level planning. No frills, sparkly additions, or impractical purchases, which isn't exactly motivating, my friend. So I made a list fast of all the impractical and lovely things I want to pay for in the coming year. California, Venice, those slinky garments I've been eyeing up on Pinterest, ocean time, reading time, and suddenly I'm motivated. I'm more than willing to work for eating pizza and sipping espresso at a cafe in Venice. I can't freaking wait to go surfing again, this time with someone who knows how and will take the time to show me without my practically drowning. We unfurl when we transcend the practical. So what is the impractical thing you're working on for the coming year? It's the only question you need to answer in order to keep moving, to make your income projections, to figure out your next quarter, to work backwards and figure out how much money you need to make it happen. If you need an extra 3,000 plus your regular salary, do the math. An extra 300 or 30,000 or 300,000, there's no judgment about the number. Simply do the math and work backwards. What is the most fun you could possibly have earning the money to make it happen? Where are you going without worrying about whether you've got those bananas and some more toilet paper? What are you gonna do when you've gotten beyond the Trader Joe's parking lot and you would like some chocolates, some lingerie, and or some fine ass new shoes? What are you willing to work harder to buy, to make, to grow, to experience, or to achieve? And the answers to these questions lie your motivation, your future Pinterest boards, your inspiration, and the thin thread necessary to pull you forward into your own business success when shit gets tough. Grab the thread, follow it all the way, and I will see you in Venice, friend. So each of those are little excerpts that I've woven together from Calling to the Deep, because as much as I talk about how it's about doing the work for 69 days in a row, it's also about doing my very best to show you what I have seen and to help you to see it too. That practical is often the fucking enemy of fun, of interesting, and of innovation. Practical is often boring as shit and it's a killjoy. So how can you be impractical? And calling to the deep might be completely impractical. It might be, yeah, I'm gonna try writing my memoir that I don't intend to show to anyone. And do you know what will happen? You will fucking come alive. It will be amazing. So whether you want to launch your business or write a book or write your memoir or do some sort of secret dance project or ballet or whatever the fuck, just come along and do it. I will be so, so honored to be your soul's Fitbit, to be the person who did this magical thing where every single day I make sure you're doing your soul's work. And your Fitbit can keep, keep track of your steps, that's easy, but I'm here to make sure that you and your soul are like jiving and that you're not angry at it in the Trader Joe's parking lot. Cool? 
that is at brandcampblog.com deep. And I just wanted to read a little thank you note that I got from uh, Jenna, who says, I'm so glad I trusted you even when my brain said you were crazy. What an asshole, that brain of mine, because it is all working. And if you ever get someone who doesn't trust you, send them my way. I know, right? It all sounds crazy, right? Do it anyway. Kristen knows her shit. That's what she would like to say to you. <laughs> so your baby bird. You can, if you are feeling particularly brave, use hashtag calling to the deep to show it to me. You can email me at brandcamponline at gmail.com. But mostly, I just want you to acknowledge that you have one, that there is stuff in you that wants to get out. It is delicate and soft and lovely, and it is not going to die, so don't let it. And don't put yourself through the torture of suppressing it anymore. Head to brandcamplog.com deep and let's do this thing. May you know the joy of saying your baby bird out loud and then bringing it into the world, however that looks or feels. May you go deeper than you've ever gone in your business this year, and may you defy all the voices in your head that say you only have time or room or space for the practical. May you be utterly impractical in the season to come. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for... uh, being you. I'm Kristen Kelp. This has been That's What She Said, and I'll talk to you in about a week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.